praise the Lord. Can we all stand on our feet tonight, everyone? Can you please stand? Lift your two hands to Jesus and just celebrate God's presence in this place. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. Your presence is an open door. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. Moses said, if your presence will not go with us, don't carry us there. As we step into 2020, Lord, we invite your presence. Lift your two hands to Jesus tonight and say, Father, I invite your presence into my life afresh. I invite my presence into my life afresh. Your presence in my heart. Your presence on my mind. Your presence all around me. Lord, I invite your presence afresh. 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 Lift those two hands to him everywhere you hear the sound of my voice. And just tell him, Lord, I invite your presence afresh into my life. Everyone joining online, everyone joining from all of our centers, from Greater Lekki, from Milan, from Ikorodu, everywhere. Everyone logging on from, from Toronto, from Canada, from the US, from the UK, from Dubai, wherever you may be right now, from Australia, anywhere you may be right now, hearing the sound of my voice, I wanted to invite the presence of God into your life afresh. That presence is chasing away fear right now. It's chasing away anxiety. It's destroying the hold of unbelief. Divine presence. Is setting somebody free from hopelessness tonight. Lord, we invite your presence. 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 Father, we thank you. Before I get into the word of God tonight, just one more prayer. One more prayer. Tonight, as we teach and preach the word of God, I see that somebody will gain divine direction. In the name of Jesus. But I just feel like, you know, saying this prayer for someone here. Second uh, uh, Kings chapter 6 from verse 1. The scripture says that the, the sons of the prophet, they came to Elisha. Say, see, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Say, please let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered and said, go. But they said, they told him, they said, no, we want you to consent to go with your servant. We want you to go with us. And he answered, I will go. I will go. And there, Elisha happened to be the man of God who is a carrier of his presence. In the Old Testament, uh, prophets, men of God, they, 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 they had exclusive right to certain mysteries, certain you know, things that are now open to all believers in the New Testament. Elisha said, I'll go with you. And as they went, what happened? They were cutting trees and the axe head fell. Maybe you know the story. Can you, can you roll it up? The axe head fell, verse 4. And then uh, 
the sons of the prophet they, they shouted alas master it was borrowed not only did the mission terminate or terminated at that point it led into some kind of indebtedness as well somebody may be listening to me tonight maybe all through 2019 every attempt to make room every attempt to go bigger every attempt to step out of certain you know lines that have been drawn for you led into more trouble more problems i don't know who you are but god knows you and the god who put it on my mind to lead us to pray this prayer before i preach tonight has something special for that person because as you step into 2020 an end has come to indebtedness an end has come to limitations my god is making room for you and you will prosper in the land room for the expression of your gifts room for the expression of your talent divine platforms are open unto you in the name of the lord jesus Will you lift your two hands to heaven tonight just like they asked Elisha, will you go with us? And he said, I will go. And because he was present, shame was terminated. Will you declare tonight, Lord, I invite your presence into my life as I go into 2020. Shame is terminated in my life. An end has come to disappointment. An end has come to indebtedness. An end has come to limitations. I want you to lift your voice tonight. Thank God that the prophet was present. And he said, show me where it fell. And that accent float, started to float. And they were able to recover. We go into 2020 with divine presence. Nothing that is meant for our destiny will elude us. Nothing that heaven has released will be cut short. Somebody invite the presence of God into your life afresh. Declare it tonight. Hi. Mention your name. I go into 2020 with God's divine presence. My God is making room for me. My God is causing enlightenment in my life. My God is bringing tools into my life. Everything that is needed for the fulfillment of destiny will not elude me in the name of Jesus I declare I walk into 2020 in grace I walk in with divine mercy I walk in with the favor of God I walk in with the mighty hand of God I walk in with divine presence Father we bless your name Lift those two hands to him and bless his name to now. For everyone who has suffered shame in 2019, we declare for your shame, God is giving you double honor. 2020, you will enjoy double honor. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God's divine presence will make a difference in your life. Where doors have been shut before, I declare, because we are coming with divine presence, doors will open up their own accord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, all who believe in shall they believe in Amen. Put your hands together, celebrate Jesus tonight.
Hallelujah. Please, you may have your seat. Praise God. Again, I want to welcome everyone joining us from all of our centers. Can we put our hands together for all of our brothers and sisters from all of our centers and all of our online church members tonight from all around the world. We welcome you very specially to this New Year's Eve service, bringing us God's word tonight and I'm teaching on what I've titled, The God of New Beginnings. The God of New Beginnings. As we go into 2020, uh, it's important for us to have it at the back of our minds that this is not just a new year, it's an end of a decade and a beginning of a new one. And God is the God of times and seasons. And at every time and every season, he has a divine agenda. He has things that he wants to do. And the best that a man, a woman can do is to position for that which God is about to do. There's nothing as easy as what God has decided to do. When you align with what God has decided to do, it looks like you are a magician because things just, you know, start to walk and walk and walk. And people will look at you and say, this person is enjoying the help of God. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. So go into 2020, many things definitely will change. So uh, what, what I'm teaching tonight is not just about 2020, it's about uh, getting a perspective into the decade ahead. The last decade uh, brought us social media, brought us, you know, all kinds of, uh, and that came with all kinds of things. Some, some I mean, if you are an early adapter for maybe uh, Twitter and all those other ones, 2008, 2009, yeah. Uh, by the time we got into 2010, 2012, most of these uh, media platforms became, I mean, a place where you have hundreds of millions of people. New jobs were created. Uh, new movements were created. New groups were created. There was a different way to mount political pressure. There was a different way to rally support for causes around the world. Many things changed. We're in the fourth industrial revolution and this next decade will precipitate certain things that we haven't seen before. From machine learning to big data to internet of things, I can go on and on and on. Those are the big words, big things for the next decade. There are new professions that will come up. There are things that we, we, we're not fully aware of now that will become a big deal. Data, they said, will become the new oil or new gold. And some people don't even understand that yet. <laughs> and, you know, when you're walking into the unknown, the best hand that can be holding you is the hand of God. Did somebody say with me today? When you're walking into the unknown, the best hand for you to be holding is the hand of God. Because it's the one that knows the hand from the beginning. He knows the hand from the beginning. And he says, I will do my good pleasure. And in the midst of everything that we may not understand, I was watching earlier today, uh, um, on CNN, uh, the 20th anniversary of Putin as the president of Russia. And he said he has four more years. Yeah. And so in this next decade, it's possible, there's a possibility that Russia may get a new leader. In this next decade, 
Yes. I mean, whether Trump comes back or not, his era will come to an end in the next 10 years. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. I believe that also in the next decade, Nigeria will start to see unprecedented development. Oh, I think you should say a better amen to that. Yeah. Africa will not remain the same again. We're not only going to be blowing up in terms of population, we're going to be, you know, many more things, great things will happen. Yeah. Say a better amen. So, what should be on my mind? What should be on your mind? God said as we go into this new season, we should seek to understand him as the God of new beginnings. The one who is never stagnant or stagnated. The God of new beginning. There's a current that flows from his presence. Always flowing all the time. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 23. The Bible says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassion fail not. Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Glory be to Jesus. So God is a God of new things. Always doing new things. And he wants us to position to take advantage of the new things that he's about to do. Isaiah 43, I read from verse 16 to 21 from the message translation. From message translation, Isaiah 43 from verse 16 to 21, says this is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves. The God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down, then can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. This God is saying, forget about what's, what, what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. He said, it's busting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you. The coyotes and the buzzards. Because I provided water in the desert. Rivers through the sun-baked earth. Drinking water for the people I chose. The people I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. Are you one of such people? I said, are you one of such people? Why don't you give him some praise tonight? It's a season of new beginnings. And at a season of new beginnings, you have to do certain things differently. Tonight, as we look at the God of new beginnings, I want to give a certain understanding that we must go into the new year with. Many new beginnings happened in the life of a particular man in the Bible that I want to speak about. Many new beginnings. Some people may be asking tonight, what, 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 what's a new beginning? Or what are new beginnings? 
I talked about this a few weeks ago. What are the new beginnings? I think I was talking about this in church a few weeks ago. Some of the new beginnings I've experienced myself. I mean, you can imagine, like this last Saturday, my brother-in-law got married, and I can imagine, you know, leaving the reception venue, going home, thinking to yourself, now I'm a married man. Yeah. <laughs> last Saturday was our 16th wedding anniversary. 16 years ago, I had that feeling. We got married in the city of Ibadan. And as we left the reception venue, we were going to University of Ibadan guest house. That's where we spent our first night. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, God, man, you are now a married man. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. I remember when I hold, held my first daughter in my hands and I thought to myself, another new beginning. Now you are a father. I can go on and on and on. Different kinds of new beginnings that people experience. But as a new beginning, or there are new beginnings that are not orchestrated by some of those natural happenings, like getting married, or like, you know, like having a baby, like getting a new job, like finishing university, and they say, now you are going to the world. May your, may your, in fact, there's a crazy prayer. They say, may your path be rough or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, uh, uh, that, that, all those kind of things, you know, um, when you do valedictory service in high school and they said, you're going to the world, say, where have we been? Yeah. It's the same thing. I asked the, the question, when, when, you, when you graduate from university, they said, you're going to the world now, where have we been? Well, I've always been in the world. This is what I'm saying. There are certain new beginnings that are not precipitated by those chronological occurrences of um, getting married, finishing school, and all that, that are just along the line of God's God ordained destiny for individuals. Let me give that example. Moses in the scripture, he had all kinds of new beginnings. Incidentally, God arranged some of his new beginnings to tally with certain age brackets. So, Moses, from prince to fugitive, to shepherd, to leader. From a powerful prince in Egypt. And the one that's supposed to be the likely heir to, to Pharaoh, he was reduced to a fugitive and then a shepherd boy. The first 40 years of Moses' life, he was, was the first part. He got the best of education, the best of luxury, the best of everything that was available at that time. That was what he was exposed to. We read in the book of Exodus, you see some of the stories. You know God's original intention for Moses' life, it was created for one purpose. To deliver his people from bondage. Moses was an answer to a prayer. A people exasperated, confused, depressed, shouting to God, Come and save us. And God said, I've heard the cry of my people, and I'm sending a deliverer to save them. And that's how Moses came. 
And this same guy, for the first 40 years of his life, he was just having fun and getting the best of everything. And if you met Moses at that time, you say, this God is too good. Yeah. Truly, God sent him. Because it was a God that will make your enemy to pay your school fees. Yeah. Because the same Pharaoh that he was coming to confront was the one that trained him and fed him and took care of him. That was the first 40 years of his life. But at a certain point, a new beginning was to happen. Something that was supposed to shift Moses to start to engage the primary reason why God created him. I pray for someone as we go into a new decade. May this decade create a shift in your life yeah. that will cause destiny fulfillment. Yeah. Well, I cannot hear your amen. Yeah. May a shift start in 2020 yeah. that will cause destiny fulfillment in your life. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Moses. This shift was supposed to be that shift that will lead him into destiny fulfillment. But what happened? It was a shift that created a down downward spiral. Because he moved in the wrong way. You, you know the story. I mean, uh, Stephen was giving the account of it in Acts of the Apostles chapter 7 when you read from verse 22. It says in verse 22 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 7, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Moses went to the Albert of his days. But when a new beginning that would create a downward spiral would happen, what happened? Moses, all of a sudden, became a fugitive and a shepherd boy. Now, you need to understand this. The Egyptians... Seriously disdain shepherds. Moses became the kind of person that somebody that they used to honor and regard as one of the princes in the palace. If you are, Egyptians don't like uh, shepherds. They don't like, they, they look at them as, you know, uncouth, uncool, unlearned, all kinds of words that you can use. That's what they use for them. That was whom. Moses became when he experienced this unpleasant new beginning. And the Bible says in, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, there, uh, like I said, Stephen giving this account. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and, uh, and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver him by his hand but they did not understand it looked like moses went out on a limb and uh with unguarded passion maybe perhaps out of divine timing i don't I, I don't know but what happened was a downward spiral a new beginning that took his life on a different trajectory but afterwards now moses a simple shepherd, he must have resigned himself to a life in a desert, just tending sheep. But later, he will realize that his destiny could still be recovered. May somebody recover destiny in 2020. In the precious name of Jesus.
You know, I don't know who you are tonight, but I believe I'm bringing this word because of somebody here. I'm still going to get into it deeper in a couple of minutes. Somebody here who feels that you have made a terrible mistake. And everything looks like you cannot recover. I don't know what the mistake is. Maybe you resigned your job at the wrong time. Maybe you got pregnant out of wedlock. Maybe you left a place where you're supposed to be. Yeah, you relocated, you know, out of season. Whatever it may be, I want you to know that as we go into 2020, God's word to you tonight is that destiny will be recovered. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said destiny is being recovered. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. I'm sure some of us here have seen uh, people before who, <laughs> when you look at their lives, you can see that their refusal to embrace new beginnings has led them to being stuck, frozen in time, and unprogressive. If you live in Lagos, you understand that sometimes <laughs> you cook and put it in the freezer. Or you buy things fresh that you put it in the freezer to preserve it the way it is. So, two weeks later, if you brought it out, you, it will probably still be almost the way you left. Am I saying the truth? That's what the devil does to certain people's destinies. Just freeze it. Freeze it. Get it to stagnate. Get it to be on the same, you know, just talk. For the next 40 years, Moses' destiny was in the cooler, freezer. Just moving around as a shepherd boy, you know, nothing serious about his life and destiny for another 40 years. Until a time will come where God will get his attention to embrace a new beginning that will bring the upward swing to his destiny. And that was what we call the burning bush experience. That brought a different twist to his destiny altogether. I want to say to somebody here tonight, don't let your identity be locked in past failures and disappointments while old attitudes, mentalities, and patterns continue to prevail in your life. If you met Moses by the, at the backside of nowhere while he was just going after sheep, what, what, what would you call him? A shepherd. What would you say about his destiny? You, you just say he, he made a terrible mistake. He had all the best opportunities in the world, but he flunked. He, 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 you know, he made a terrible mistake, and this is this is where this is where he is right now. Just he, he messed up. For somebody hearing me tonight, I want you to know that God is the God of your valleys at the same time the, the God of your mountain tops. Yeah, God did not say I will be with you. As long as you don't make mistakes. Is that what he said? No. He never said, I will be with you so far your life is set and in order. No. He said, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Am I saying the truth tonight? And that's why I want somebody here to, to understand something. That the plans that God has for your life, as you go into 2020, you need to open up for it 
Be ready to embrace new beginnings. And then you see the hand of God like never before. I'm a living witness to what I just said. Sometimes God shows you stuff about your life that will intimidate you. Or you can say, like Mary, the mother of Jesus, is let it be unto me according to your word. Because if it's just by ordinary power, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Have you been in that place before where the vision that God is showing you about your life is so intimidating to you, uh, you, you, you can't handle it? All you can say is, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. But I pray as we move into a new year, those visions will come to fruition in the precious name of Jesus. Many people are always afraid of new beginnings. At the point of new beginnings, at the point where people give all kinds of excuses. At Moses' point of new beginning, despite the fact that he knew that his life had been frozen, he was still giving excuses. I cannot talk. I stammer. Yeah. Can you hear me look at your neighbor? Say, it's time to do away with your excuses. It's a season of new beginnings. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, when you read verse 21, the same thing happened in the life of Saul. Saul, when, the, when Samuel came and said, this is, this is the man, this is the man, this is the man. There's a new beginning. You are becoming a king, a commander of Israel. In verse 21 of 1 Samuel chapter 9, Saul answered and said, am I not a Benjamite? You know, a lot of the time when we get to new beginnings, we remember where we're coming from. Remember who we are. The devil reminds us yeah, of who we are, where we have been. The devil reminds you that you still tell white lies. How will God bless you like this? You know, that's, that's, what, that's what the devil says to people sometimes. The devil will still remind you. I remember you know, the story of uh, that um, uh, um, a pastor once told me about uh, um, a man, a man in his church. A pastor was telling me, he said, God spoke to him about a particular man in his church and he said, uh, God wanted to use the man. And then he, he, he someone boldness to just, courage to just speak to this man. And the moment he started speaking to the man, the man told him, he said, no, pastor, it's, it's not me you're talking about. He said, why? Why are you? He said, the man said, do you, do you know what I still did, you know, like last year, man said, what did you do? He said, I committed fornication. I slept with a staff in my office. The man was just being fortright. And the pastor looked at him. When, when he said, like last year. He said, so since last year. Now that I'm telling you God wants to use, that's the only thing you can remember. That's the only thing you can remember. Have you changed your ways? Did you ask God for forgiveness? Are you still living in that sin? He said no. So if, if it's no, then let's focus on what God is saying now. In, 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 in this scripture, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 21, uh, you know, Saul said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribe of Israel? Am my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Why are you saying I'm going to have a new beginning? I'm going to become a king. I'm going to have authority. Look at your neighbor for me and tell your neighbor, say God has a plan for your life. It's beyond your imagination. It's beyond your weaknesses. 
is beyond your strengths. It's beyond your feelings. He has made up his mind. And it's not going to change his mind. Except you want to stop him. Praise God. Precipitating new beginnings. Precipitating new beginnings. This is how we go through new beginnings. I'm just using, the, like I said, the Moses example. Because you know what happened. The same Moses that ran away from Egypt, went back to Egypt, and with divine boldness, disarmed Pharaoh. And in all his intrigues, and got the children of Israel out. 40, 40. Another 40 years in the wilderness. <laughs> Another new beginning. To precipitate new beginnings, I'll talk about two things that are very important tonight. One, necessary endings always precede new beginnings. Necessary endings always precede new beginnings. Necessary endings always precede new beginnings. What do you carry daily that hinders you from moving forward? Have some example because as we go into 2020, somebody has to embrace new beginnings, having in mind that necessary ending has to come to certain things. God said, Remember not the former thing because I want to do a new thing. If God will do a new thing, He's always asking me to forget something, to leave something behind. Necessary endings to certain things will precipitate new beginnings. So what do you carry daily that hinders you from moving forward? Sometimes it may be guilt that you continue to drag. It's dragging you. You're dragging it just like the story of the man that I just told. Sometimes just the guilt of one error, one mistake can keep one back from the things that God has in mind for you. As we go into 2020, I pray for you today. Guilt is not crossing with you. By the power in the blood, the hold of condemnation is broken over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are crossing into 2020 with a clean bill of hell spiritually in the name of Jesus. I cannot get your amen. Sometimes a sense of failure. A sense of failure. Then there's a need for a necessary ending to that sense of failure. Or a sense of damaged identity. A sense of damaged identity. We see all these in the life of a man in the scripture called Esau. I mean, can you imagine? In Genesis, uh, I think 27, when Esau showed up, and Esau just realized that his brother has taken the birthright and the blessing because of his own stupidity. That he sold his birthright. I mean, what can be worse than somebody selling his birthright? Esau sold his birthright. What would have come with that is a very serious sense of a damaged identity. That I am the kind of person that can no longer be blessed. Are you still with me today? Yeah. And that's the way some people feel. 
That's what some people have come to believe. Sometimes some, some, somebody is struggling with perceiving yourself as inferior or a second class, even a second class Christian. Or is it fear of people or fear of rejection? Genesis 27, when you read the story of Esau, and I remember counseling with somebody a few months ago and I said, I mean, the, 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 someone was just talking to me about certain level of recurrent failure that it just looked like it will get to a particular point and the breakthrough will almost come and things, the bottom will just fall out and, and I looked at him and as I was looking at him the Holy Spirit just put in my heart said challenging, challenging that mindset must not continue with him it's a mindset that the devil is trying to push into his heart and the moment he believes that, nothing will change again. I looked at him, I said, let's even assume that there's something you have done or anybody has done that will make this your situation. That thing, is it, is it worse than the sin of Esau? He said, no. Because Esau, out of uncontrollable appetite, sold his birthright. They gave his blessing to his brother. But this is where I'm going. If you can deal with certain things that hinder on a daily basis, that hold us back like guilt, like a sense of failure, a sense of damaged identity, perceiving yourself as being inferior, or thinking that Something is critically wrong that cannot be repaired. You know, some people just get to that point where they feel that something is so seriously wrong, it cannot be repaired. Genesis 27, verse 38 and uh, down to 40. The Bible says, Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By the sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. As we go into 2020, I pray over somebody's life today that you enter into a season of divine restlessness. Amen. I cannot hear your amen. amen. I said, somebody here, you enter into a season of divine restlessness. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. my God will cause you to break free from every prevailing mindset and everything that is holding you back in the name of Jesus. To precipitate a new beginning, there has to be a breaking free. A breaking free. A breaking free from old patterns, old mindsets, things that seek to hold us back. Your case cannot be worse than the case of Esau. And I read through my Bible, Genesis 27. You will see that his father told him, he said, 
One translation says, when you have become fat, the yoke will snap. Yeah. And that's talking about fatness in the spirit. Yeah. You know, there are sizes and are sizes. But I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spirit. Paul, I know. Abi Peter, I know. He said, who are you? <laughs> that there are levels in the spirit that you get into. Certain things will not be able to hang around your neck. They will be snapping of their own accord. Can I get an amen to somebody here? Esau got to that point where I believe whatever was hanging around him, the, the shame of I couldn't even control myself, I sold my bat right, all those things started to drop. By the time you get to Genesis 33, Jacob was coming back from Laban's house. He had become a blessed man with his children, his wives, his properties. And what he thought was that Esau would still be very angry with him because Esau may not have been blessed and he wouldn't have seen much. So his plan was that he was going to bribe his brother, give him material things to appease him for stealing his blessing. Genesis 33, when you read from verse 1. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming. And with him were 400 men. Esau with 400 men. Esau with 400 men. Esau that could not get the real blessing was coming with 400 men. I pray for somebody here today. Whatever has held you down in wrong belief system, as you step into a new year, may those things be broken over your mind. In the name of Jesus. May your errors no longer be your limitation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you understand the workings of the God of mercy. May you enjoy grace in a new dimension. In the name of Jesus, may you enjoy new beginnings beyond your errors. <laughs> Esau, with 400 men, Bible says so, Jacob, Divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maid servants. And he put the maid servant, you know, he was arranging everything. All he was trying to do was, if Esau will attack this one, at least I will still have this, you know. <laughs> but when you, when you read further in verse 4, the Bible says, But Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. Both of them. <laughs> And he lifted up his eyes and saw the woman and children and said to him, Who are these with you? So he said, Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Jacob was minding his words all through. He was calling Esau Lord and calling himself your servant. Yeah. <laughs> said, uh, The children that God has given, graciously given your servant. Then the male servant came near. They and their children and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children and they bowed down. Afterwards, Joseph and Rachel came near and they bowed down. Everybody now bowing down to Esau. Then Esau said, what do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough. 
Esau said, what? May you be able to say in front of your classmates, in front of people who seem to have gone ahead of you, in front of people who seem to be enjoying undue advantage, you will be able to say, I have enough. You will be able to say, the God of mercy has visited me. You will be able to say, his grace has been sufficient for me. You will be able to say that the limits have been taken off me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Jesus said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have to yourself. Jacob had to beg him and entreat him before he could take something little. Just to show that I'm no longer angry with you. Yeah. The Bible says, Esau ran towards him. He had forgotten the shame, the pain. Esau, in Genesis 27, said, I will kill you. That's what he told Jacob. But after his father spoke to him and said, you know what? You are the one that will precipitate your own new beginning. Yeah. He said, when you become restless, you will break his yoke from off your neck. Someone, as you enter into 2020, break the yoke of guilt. Break the yoke of condemnation. Break the yoke of, of self-pity. In the name of Jesus, break the yoke of low self-esteem. In the name of Jesus, there is still a blessing for you. That's what I've come to say to somebody here tonight. I don't know your parents may not have left you with any inheritance. You may have lost a job this year. It may look like favor has dried up, but the God of mercy, the God of new beginnings, is still working new beginnings in the midst of his people. Somebody shout a believing amen. Glory be to Jesus. Something is happening in this house. God doesn't want all these things. Fear of people, fear of rejection. Doesn't want all these things restricting us, binding us, and limiting us. God doesn't want that. Last thing I'll share tonight, second thing, to precipitate new beginnings. Some people think that the only way to experience change is external. We're going to share more of that in January. So people will say something like, if only I had a new spouse, things would be better. If only I had a new job, then I have a new beginning. If only I live somewhere else. Yeah. If only I can just move, move to banana. You know, there's Banana Island here in Lagos which is where most people want to live. But you know, you can live in Banana Island and all you have to eat is banana. Yeah. That will not be your portion. You have to be able to break through inside to the point that banana will mean nothing to you again. Then... Life will have no choice than to transfer you to banana. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It starts from within. It starts from within. That's where we precipitate new beginnings. That's where we precipitate new beginnings. So you can change all these things. You can have a new spouse, new job, new everything, and still be miserable. Unless you renew yourself from inside. Yeah. So, second 
where we precipitate new beginnings. And the last one for tonight is a radical mind renewer. Radical mind renewer. Radical mind renewer. The first and foremost, you need to understand that my mind has to be open to new ideas, new thinking, new thoughts. We're going to a new decade. I cannot afford to close my mind. Somebody once said that the mind of a man is like parachute. It does not work except it's open. <laughs> you know, if you find yourself in an aircraft and they said, yeah, take your parachute and jump down, God help you if it will not, if it will not open. If you refuse to open, what happens? You crash land. You will not crash land in destiny. Yeah. The mind of a man is that parachute. It does not work except it's open. Doesn't deliver except it's open. Can you help me tap your neighbor? Say it's time to open your mind. It's time to open up your spirit. Radical mind renewal. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter ten, uh, from verse twelve. Can you give me from verse twelve? Acts of the Apostles, chapter ten, from uh, from verse twelve. The Bible talks about. Uh, the experience of Peter. There was a new beginning in God's dispensation for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel was entering a new dispensation where Gentiles, non-biological Jews, will now have the opportunity of embracing the knowledge of Christ. And God was going to give Peter the assignment, the first one. So in Acts chapter 10 from verse 1, Cornelius, a soldier and an important personality, whom the Bible says had, you know, behaved himself well, was giving well, was praying, was blessing people, God chose to start with him. And God appeared to him through an angel and said, send men uh, to Joppa. There's a man by the river. He gave the address of the man. The name of the man was Simon. The name of the guy living in his house, Simon. Yeah. He gave him the, Peter's name and gave him the, Peter's landlord's name or host's name and the address. As I send men to that place and then tell them, tell the man to come and pray for you. Whilst the guys that he sent were getting to where Peter was, it was about noon, Peter went up to pray. The gallery of the house to pray. And as Peter was praying, you know, when you're fasting, you know that 12 noon, yeah, 12 noon is always very, a bit difficult, especially if you're still uh, trying your feet with fasting, yeah. Even those of us who have been fasting for long, 12 noon is still, yeah. By 12 noon, you will be seeing things, yeah. If you can make it past 12 noon to about 1, you are good for the rest of the day. I hope somebody understands what I'm saying. 12 noon is when you will be dozing at work, you know. Where you'll not be able to concentrate. <laughs> That's 12 noon. But the moment you make it past that point, it just looks like your blood sugar just kicks in and then you just keep going. Am I saying the truth? Peter was at that point. And he started seeing food. It was a trance, though. The Bible said it was a trance. But, you know, if you are full, there's certain kind of trance you will not see. So he saw food stretched out. All kinds of four-footed beasts and all. Peter said, God said, arise, Peter, kill and eat. He said, no, I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Now, you need to understand something. Put my next slide there. In the message translation, uh, verse 14 of Acts chapter 10, 
What Peter said was that, Lord, you know that anything that is not kosher, I don't eat it. And kosher is a term used to describe food that complies with a strict... Yeah, okay. We've seen that. Yeah, verse 14, kosher, yes. Now I'm explaining the kosher. God bless you. <laughs> kosher is a term used to describe food that complies with the strict dietary standard of traditional Jewish law. For many Jews, kosher is about more than just health or food safety. It is about reverence and adherence to religious tradition, something genuine or legitimate. That's what they call kosher. Yeah. And the question I want to ask is, what is your kosher? What is that thing that you have held so strongly whether because of your traditional belief or your religious belief or this belief or that belief or this is how they've done it, this is how we always do it in our family, this is according to our tradition, Jewish tradition. Lord, I don't take anything except it's kosher. Ask your neighbor, what's your kosher? You need to leave it behind. Because yeah. Yeah. there are certain koshers that God wants to just strike and destroy. God said three times, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. You can't know more than me. I wrote the law for Moses. I am the one now saying that that time of that law is over. Now, eat. And what God was trying to tell him is that a new dispensation, a new beginning has started. I am, no, Jesus said, I was sent only but to the lordship of the household of Israel. But at this point, I want the gospel to transcend the household of Israel to Gentiles. And I'm sending you. And except your mind is open, your spirit is open, you will not catch your new beginning. So when I talk about radical mind shift, radical mind renewal, that's what I'm talking about. What's your kosher? What's that thing that you have held on to so strongly that you have refused to change your mind about? God is saying as we go into a new decade, Many things will change, and you have to be able to change. Your mind has to be open. You can't afford to say, this is the job that I told my father before he died that I'm going to be doing. And I do want to disappoint him in his grave. And God is saying, get out of that profession, move into something else. You hold it like kosher. This is the time where your mind has to be open. Your mind has to be open. Your mind has to be open. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, the Bible talks about, you know, weapon of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination. Uh, in verse 5, casting out argument, every high thing, exalting itself above the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what the scripture says. And when you look at that, there are two things that strongholds do to people. One is that strongholds keep people from the knowledge of God. And strongholds, we're talking about very strong belief systems, arguments, logic, computations in the mind of man. You know, holding something safely that is outdated or out of sync with divine plan that's what leads to a stronghold 
and they keep us from the knowledge of God. And number two, they, they, strongholds prevent people from obeying the truth. And the end result is ignorance and rebellion. You will not be rebellious. May God reach you this time. May his hand direct you this time. I cannot hear your amen. So, as I wrap this all up, a special directive for 2020 and forward. One, you must be willing to pioneer again. You must be willing to pioneer again. There are new lands to conquer, new territories to conquer. But with a close mind, we're not willing to do something new. Can you hear me ask your neighbor, are you willing to pioneer again? Are you willing to start something from scratch? Are you willing to branch off? Are you willing to do something new? You know, for some people here, the only way destiny will open up finally is your willingness to pioneer again. And I see many people embracing a pioneering spirit as we go into this new decade. And as you embrace it, what happens, just like Moses, where we started from, you will just see yourself getting into the fullness of destiny again and again and again. Number two and the last one for today. Special direction for 2020. You must mind the atmosphere around your life. You must mind the atmosphere around your life. There's a certain atmosphere that can keep one in old cycle. There's another kind of atmosphere that guarantees newness all the time. Time will not permit me tonight, but in closing I will say this. That when you read the story of Joseph, Joseph kept a kind of atmosphere. The Bible says Joseph was a slave in the house of Potiphar and he was a prosperous man. Everything he did worked. The man found him irresistible to the point that he put everything in his, in his house, in his trust. Only his wife that, that he did not entrust into his house. And even the wife that he did not entrust into his house entrusted herself. <laughs> I know that, that was getting too much, but I, I'm just trying to let you understand there's a kind of atmosphere that he had around his life so that even though he was a slave, that slavery was truncated because of the atmosphere. Can you look at your neighbor for me and say, mind your atmosphere. Yeah. You may not be in control of everything, but you are in control of the atmosphere around your life. You, are in, you may not be in control of the job that you will get or where you need to work, but you are in control of the atmosphere around your own life. You may not be in control of the economy of Nigeria, but you are in control of the atmosphere around your life. Stand on your feet, everybody.
Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lift your two hands to Jesus all over this place. Everyone joining us online, everyone from the different centers, lift your two hands to Jesus. Lift your two hands to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I'm going to lead us as we pray tonight. And also I'm going to lead us as we pray over our goals for 2020. There's grace over this place tonight for divine turnarounds and the precipitation of new beginnings. Will you lift your hand to Jesus? And somebody I just wanted to say from your heart, Lord, I'm ready for a new beginning. Lift your two hands to him and say to him, say to him in your own words, Lord, I'm ready for a new beginning. I want you to begin to talk to him right now. Lord, whatever you have in mind for this season, somebody, will you ask today for a burning bush experience? Because that's very critical. It's very critical. Lord, I need a redirection. I need something to open up. I want you to speak to him today. It may not be your loudest prayer, but let it come from your heart. 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 It's a season of new beginnings. That's what God has spoken to our heart. This is a season of new beginnings. So going to 2020 is a season of new beginnings. Season of new beginnings. And somebody, you need to desire it. You need to come out of that containment and say, Lord, I need a new beginning. Don't be like Moses. That needed a burning bush before God could get his attention. It could be easier than that if your heart is ready, if your mind is open. I wanted to speak to God today. Wherever you are, you, you may be hearing the sound of my voice. I wanted to speak to God today. Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Help me to position for new beginnings. Help me to position for new beginning wherever i am in your divine plan for my life and destiny i want to step in i want to step in i want to step in into the fullness of your plans and if you are here tonight whatever time it may be where you are and you feel like destiny has been frozen you feel like you have been stuck the last few months the last few years this is time for you to cry out to God. Lord, I don't want to enter 2020 stock. It's time for you to seek the face of God tonight to unfreeze your destiny. This is not a time to be distracted. If you feel distracted, close your eyes and pray to God.
Can you put First Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10 up for me? First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. Put verse 10 up there. Verse 10, verse 10. Glory be to Jesus. This is the kind of prayer that leads to the unfreezing of destiny. That you and I may be unstuck. Bible says, Jabez called on the name of the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. The prayers of Esau was not recorded, but we thank God for the prayer of Jabez that was recorded. And we know it's possible for destiny to be recovered. It's possible for destinies to be, to, to be unstuck. Lift your voice to Jesus tonight and declare wherever there has been limits, wherever there has been limitations, as I go into 2020, I declare, I declare unlimited breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, I declare new beginnings that will lift me from where I am to where you have in mind for me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, somebody lift your voice and pray tonight. Lift your voice and pray tonight. Reko suso tu prehide likre debo shita yaba. Akro do gobo shete kere de gebosha. Lebro no tu soso prahanda rada gabayaba. Rakasata karada gabayaba. Reke sesete kere de gebosha. Marolo gobo suso prehinde likre henda like sita kayaba. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. One or two more prayer points and then we'll pray over our goals for the year. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 4. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they're not kind of but mighty true God. To be pulling down our strongholds and casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought. You see, in this, this verse of the scripture, everything that the bible says that we war against they are intangible stuff arguments on my mind imaginations things that i've come to believe or live with thoughts to hold it into captivity to the obedience of christ i wanted to pray tonight they're going to hold back guilt condemnation anxiety fear of failure I, I just wanted to think in a minute and put words to what may be contending with you in your mind for someone here you have come to accept that a certain level of projects or money or position that you should not think about but i've come to announce to you that we're entering to a season of new beginnings and at new beginnings anything is possible a shepherd boy in the corner of nowhere can confront the superpower of the day anything is possible in new beginnings god who raises the poor out of the dust and sets him with the king to rule that's what he did with moses at a new beginning 
At new beginnings, all things are possible. At new beginnings, Joseph can leave the prison and be called into a palace and gets a new appointment in the palace. Those are the occurrences of new beginnings. Lift your hand to Jesus tonight. Cast down every imagination, every argument, every thought that is against the knowledge of God. Who says your company will not be quoted in the stock market? Who says that you are not going to take over that industry? Who says you will not fulfill your calling? Who says that you cannot have a baby? It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. An end has come to season of barrenness. Who says you will not get married? It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. I don't care how many children you have. It's a new beginning. Your marital destiny is unstopped in the name of Jesus. Wherever destiny has been frozen, we declare tonight is a new beginning. Lift your voice to Jesus tonight. Our God still answers prayers. Somebody lift your voice to Jesus tonight. I want you to cast down every thought harassing your mind. Cast them down. Bind every argument. Stand against logic. Anything that makes sense but it's against the will of God for your life. They must give way tonight. They can make sense logically. But our God is still the God of the unreasonable events of life. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the precious name of Jesus. I want us to pray that prayer again, but I just feel like giving this understanding. You know, our God is a God of logic. It's the God that said, how many of you want to build a tower and will not sit down and calculate? But at the same time, it's a God that works outside of logic. It's a God that turns water to wine. It's a God that raises the dead and calls the things that be not as though they were. So I'm saying somebody here tonight, I want you to, to, to take a different posture and just say, Lord, I have known you as the God that operates with logic. I want to know you in a different manner as we're going through a new season. I also want to know you as a God that operates outside of logic. The God that cannot be bound by what makes sense. 
So as you, as you pray that prayer, whatever is holding your mind back to only sense, I want you to cast it down. And say, my God is bigger than your bank account. My God is bigger than, than the position you occupy right now. It's bigger than your qualification. And he wants to walk outside of all that to fulfill his purpose. Lift your hand to Jesus tonight and begin to pray. Whatever in my mind that holds me down to the, only the things that make sense. Tonight, I cut off from them. I embrace the God of new beginnings. I embrace the God of new beginnings. The God who says I will do my good pleasure. The God who says I will do that which I will do. The one who doesn't need a man to be the God that he is. La karada gaba shatayaba. Ike suso prahandere de gebosha. Manta korodo goboshe. Ikrodo borodo boshatayaba. Ma karada gaba yababa. Ekere de gebosha. Mere de gebosha ti karada gaba yaba. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your two hands to Jesus all over this place. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. You are God from beginning to no place for argument you are you are god lift your hand lift your voice to jesus all over this place you are god from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are you are god
the one who upholds all things and is not upheld by anyone the God who calls the ravenous bird from the east and the man that executes his counsel from a far country the one who says I will do my good pleasure that's the God we have called upon tonight the one who sent me on this assignment that's the one we have called upon tonight the one who said it's bringing us to new beginnings that's the one we have called upon tonight and I declare over everyone who had the influence of my voice wherever you may be tonight an end has come to stagnation in the name of the Lord Jesus every destiny that may have been frozen or stuck I declare tonight destiny is recovered destiny is released in the name of the Lord Jesus I say it one more time so that every devil in hell will hear it I declare your destiny is recovered destiny is released in the name of the Lord Jesus if the devil could not hold Moses back at the backside of the desert if the devil could not hold Joseph back in the prison I declare as we step into a new year there's a divine release in your life there's a new beginning in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus a new beginning in the life of your children a new beginning in your marital destiny a new beginning in your career a new beginning in the health of your body in the name of the Lord Jesus tonight we stand against every voice every tongue that may be rising against you in judgment the mercy of God is bigger than your mistake so I declare as we step into a new year I stand in agreement with you tonight to declare every effect of errors and mistakes they are nullified in the name of Jesus enjoy grace for new beginnings the God of heaven is wiping your slate clean start afresh in the name of Jesus enjoy the mercy of God in a new dimension in the name of Jesus the Bible says there's no enchantment against Jacob neither any divination against Israel that will stand on your behalf tonight and cancel every enchantment every divination I decree that the hold of curses are broken in the name of Jesus enter afresh into the blessings of Abraham in the name of Jesus on the behalf of someone here that has been under bondage I plead the blood of the everlasting covenant by the power and the blood of Jesus I decree an end to that bondage you are free to fulfill destiny I said you are free to fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus Christ 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I see new territories. I see new platforms. I see massive opportunities. And I declare tonight you will no longer be stranded. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you have your goals written out, I wanted to bring it out right now. So I just pray. So I pray over those goals. Glory be to Jesus. If you don't have anything written out, I just want you to. If you can't, you can still write something on your device right now. Or maybe it's just three things or two things that you have in mind. That Lord, as I step into 2020, I want to see this done. And you know how we operate? Like I said, God operates within and without logic. Yeah. It just depends on the season of life that you are in. He operates in both realms. For somebody tonight, the goal that you are writing may be within logic. God operates there. Somebody here tonight, the goal that you have written may be outside of logic. God operates there. It cannot be bound by human mind. It's too big for human mind. Yeah. It may not look like it. <laughs> I mean, for instance, I can say to some people here boldly, because God put the word in my mouth, there shall be unusual fulfillment of marital destinies in 2020. Yeah. I tell you, unusual. Unusual. It's, 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 I mean, something just happened, something happened, and before you know it, somebody's married. Yeah. For everyone trusting God to get married, I want you to zero your mind to the God that operates outside of logic. Yeah, because he wants to work with you with that mindset. He has plans beyond your imagination, beyond what you can think about. And you just need to be able to follow it. Are we ready to pray tonight over those, those goals? I want you to just lift them up, lift them up. Everyone from different centers, everyone joining us online, please do the same. Lift them up as we pray over those goals right now. Praise God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we stand in your presence tonight to commit our ways to you. Commit our desires, our goals, our aspirations to you. You are the God who executes your counsels in our lives. The word says, delight yourself in the Lord and it will grant the desires of your heart. We have delighted ourselves in you tonight that as we go into 2020, we'll continue to delight ourselves in you. So for every desire lifted up to you tonight, as a church, under this apostolic covering, we'll release divine help over these goals in the name of Jesus. From everywhere where people are lifting up goes tonight from all of our centers greater lake in mainland the korodu canada wherever people are gathered tonight everyone gathered online in homes in different parts of the world in hotel rooms i declare marvelous help over those goals in the name of the lord jesus your word said they did not take the land by their own sword nor by their own hand he said, but by your mighty hand, 
because you favor them. I release the favor of God over those goals. In the name of Jesus. By the favor of God, you surpass your goals. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May favor work on every goal. May my God order your steps by the reason of favor. In the name of Jesus. May you collide with destiny help us in 2020. Men and women who open doors for you. Who will bless you. Who will make the achievement of these goals easier for you. Whatever knowledge you need to be able to achieve these goals. I declare in 2020, your teachers will not be hidden from you. Knowledge will flow to you freely. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I receive for you unusual wisdom. For the achievement of these goals. In the name of Jesus. I decree over these goals, open heavens. Every measure of resource that you need. For the achievement of these goals, I declare heaven is releasing now. In the name of Jesus, every day of 2020, there shall be divine help. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. And we praise your name. Somebody put your hands together, celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Just before we round up tonight and before I release all the other centers to go look up for final announcement, I want to pray for anyone under the influence of my voice who may be saying, Pastor, I'm far away from God. I know I've experienced something here tonight, but I need to say prayer.